welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. My name is Dan Oliverio. I'm an author, public speaker, and chubby chaser. And today, you wouldn't know it, but I woke up sleepy. <laughs> I'm fine now. Fine now. Don't worry. Relax. But I woke up sleepy. Is that the fifth sign or the sixth sign of the apocalypse? I can't remember. <laughs> it's the first sign. Um, I'm Trevor Keys on that. I'm super chump. I also kind of woke up sleepy today. Um, and I was also... Um, uh, Michael here next to me just got his booster and I was wondering if we were going to record or not because he was yeah. uh, feeling a little beat He's up last night. sicky boy. Yeah, my name is Michael. I'm a chaser and today I am a boosted booster boy. Uh, I was fine for most of the day and then at night I got like fever, chills, achiness, uh, but it went away. So I'm like, I'm like, I thought I was like 90%. I think I'm closer to 80% because I'm definitely like... <sighs> <laughs> And we're all very busy, so we're looking for people to volunteer to dress as a nurse and hang out with Michael while he recovers. <laughs> you just want to get cut from the show, don't you? <laughs> I feel like we should hear, like, car doors slamming outside. And like, line know. forms to the left, people. Line forms to the left. My name's Don. I'm a big chubby guy living in sunny Hollywood, and today I am your wide-awake perky boy. It is the world turned upside down. This is it troubling. Is, God damn it. so cheerful. Hello. It's so good to see you all. <laughs> Fuck up. <Just laughs> shut up. Um, uh, ooh, at the, I don't know. At the top of the show, top of the morning, top of the show. Top of the morning. Um, I want, I meant to say this last time. I am officially joining the NAFA board. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, I posted on Facebook about it, but that was really it. And I don't think a lot of listeners uh, are <laughs> Oh, Facebook who reads Facebook? Yeah, who reads um, Facebook anymore, really? But yeah, it's exciting. Very exciting. Things are getting shaken up in 2022. Do you what's, have an official? What's the, yeah. what's the first thing on your agenda? Um, I mean, <laughs> orientation. I, I, I definitely thought he was about to say Oreos because we're, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Oreos. Oreos uh, for the show. New board member on board. Um, so a quick question, everybody uh, listening out there. Would you want Big Fat Gay Podcast branded Oreos? Let us know. Uh, we well, were, I think you need to say a little bit more about that because they're I thinking, who doesn't want I Oreos? I still am not convinced. Okay, so. Matt, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Do you want them or not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oreo sells custom Oreos, which Michael informed me the customization part isn't edible, which I'm yeah. still just kind of yep. confused about. I think I, you're buying a wrapper. Is that the idea? Well, no, no it's, it's like it's a, literally a sticker. It's like a round disc of paper that they stick yeah. on top of each cookie that you can't that's eat. How they, that's how they put custom art on them, but you can't eat it. But I thought it was printed fondant. I don't know if we have no, any listeners no, who work for Nabisco like, or something. I, I read the I it's read like, the thing when I was thinking about it and it said paper. And this yeah. was the, the, the my... On, from the Oreo website. Yes. Okay. Website. I, how many times do I say it? I literally did this. I know, but I I'm actually just bought saying. them from Oreo and ate like half of them. <laughs> did Before you he the, figured out there were paper. I tried on top. to eat the paper first because I thought they were edible. Like we would all assume they were edible. They're not. Blop, blop, it's kind of blop. waxy and almost cardstocky. It's definitely not like. You well, couldn't even eat it by bad accident. Bad fondant. God, they could just make it's, it out the okay, same stuff. Okay, you know what? <laughs> you <laughs> buy them and you tell me what you discover and then this report is a, back. Yeah. <laughs> Things are shaken up. 2022 <laughs> Oreo battle. Uh, stay tuned. Um, yes. Would you would you buy a Big Fat Gay Podcast muffin mix? I would. Mm-hmm. But what would make it so it has to have something blue in it because of the logo? So blueberries. Uh, blueberry. Blueberry. Boysenberry would be unique. Ooh, boysenberry. Boysenberry. Yeah. Or even, I mean, more unique than boysenberry, uh, razzleberry. 
Razzle oh, yeah. is that a real a thing? thing? It is. It is. Uh, it's a Monterey area ish. Oh, uh, Cambria is the home of the Razzleberry. What's it supposed to taste like? It's tastes like a boysenberry. <laughs> <laughs> Do not hear the people in Knotts tell you that. Fair <laughs> enough. It's. Um, I thought Razzleberry was just code for raspberry and blackberry mix. No, it is a specific like breed of. No, that's the Dazzleberry. Dazzleberry. Um, they're. They have a lot of seeds. Uh, they have big seeds. Um, but let's get uh, let's get let's get started. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's just vent for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, Welcome to Berry Podcast, yeah, the big from, fat uh, Berry Podcast. From muffins to pop culture, we're <laughs> we're veering, we're coming along, careening wildly yeah. through um, the back roads. Of we our are minds. a one stop podcast. We got it all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just, he just completely <laughs> shut down <laughs> mid sentence. Um, uh, I don't know. This is kind of relevant to uh, our last episode where I was uh, coming up with a new year, new year's resolution for Lizzo. Very bold. I felt very bold after that. And like, oh man, like that mm-hmm. was, uh, but anyway, uh, Lizzo <laughs> is giving us more on social media. Yeah. Um, Lizzo was on Instagram uh, dancing it up, having a party in her bathroom. Um, <laughs> As she does. To uh, Rodeo by City Girls um, and celebrating, um, you know, she said, I gained weight and I look the fuck good. <laughs> uh, heart eyes emoji. Lots of fire emojis going on. Heart emojis in the comments. Everybody uh, was just loving it. And uh, who do you say? Do you the, the artist? Do you say that? Like it's do you say SZA or is that ZA? Am I completely out of touch for not knowing the answer to I that? I think we're all out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, somebody else who's apparently famous and also an artist wrote back, and do, heart eyes. And it was, it was very sassy and encouraging. Yes. Um, I, I, I didn't I, understand it. It was like, yeah, I get it. Like, go, go, do it. Do you. Okay. Kind of, okay. I, I assume maybe I'm not up to up to speed on the link. I just love the idea that if you can celebrate weight loss, you can celebrate weight gain, you can celebrate whatever the fuck you want. Yes. Yeah. And just celebrate yeah. looking good yes. and feeling good and dancing yeah. in your bathroom. I think that's all we all need to do. Uh, Side note, I didn't realize Lizzo was 33. I thought she was younger than me for some reason. I did too. But she acts young. I She's feel, like uh, full I, of life and it makes me feel not nearly good. as jaded as <laughs> 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 the rest of millennials. No, I like that. Uh, I don't know that Lizzo was like appearing, like even like a couple months older than me. So like big sister, uh, big sister vibes. vibes and yeah. like I, I feel like I can look. I mean, I. I, there's nothing wrong with looking up to people younger than you, but I always feel weird because it's like I feel like I should have my shit more together. Um, <laughs> yeah. Plus, I think you've been traumatized by too many forty-year-olds calling you daddy. Yeah, that was a that's a whole thing. Oh god. Um, yeah. But yeah, check it out. Um, and just have your own bathroom dance party and celebrate uh, whatever's going on with mm-hmm. your body. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of a lot of interesting things kicking off the start of the year. This, by the way, this next story, this was awesome. This is quite yes. a pleasant surprise. On Instagram, uh, Martinus Evans, who goes by his 300 pounds and running, um, made it on the covers. Made it on the cover of Runner's World. Uh, he's a fat man who has been running, um, and after a st- uh, he had an encounter with his doctor, I think a, de- a while ago, like 10 yeah, years ago. 10 years ago, told him that he was too fat and he was going to die. He said he wanted to run a marathon. The guy basically laughed him out of the room. Um, and here he is on the cover of Runner's World, running and living life. And having written a book on being fat. And, and having written a book and like doing all of these amazing things and made this amazing post that's very inspiring to read. Um, but like, 
awesome. That's mm. like, I it's similar to like Dexter, where it's just like totally breaking down stereotypes. Like, I think that is just what this world needs, especially at the start of the year when people are going to be like, oh, we all got to lose weight to get fit and stay healthy. There was one disappointing comment, I thought, and I thought it's just so typically disappointing. So, uh, somebody wrote in and said like, yeah, me too. I'm 270 pounds and I've been running marathons for the last five years. Can't wait to lose that next 40 pounds. Oh, come on. That's not the point. <laughs> yeah. like, oh my oh, God. God. Totally. <laughs> totally. And, and he gets it right. I don't know. He's like, it's not, it's very much not about losing weight. It's about doing the thing that makes you feel good. And that if, you know, th that that is its own reward. Mm -hmm. um, he puts it really well. Uh, he also started a uh, a club called Slow AF Run Club, <laughs> which uh, they have some merch and it's also just kind of like an online space for people to share their uh, running journeys, which I think is cool. Um, so like, I don't know if you, you're fat, you want to start running, I would check this out and just like find a, a place of your peers. And I know um, different people of like, regardless of their size, that always kind of feel like it's intimidating to like, join the running community mm -hmm. yeah what i've kind of observed from people like who talk about it is like it seems like there is this like they're imagining a barrier and that it's actually like generally pretty inclusive i know a lot of i mean the people that i know that go running are very much about it's such the opposite mindset of how they handle that kind of workout that I don't even like, it's all about like, oh, I made it 6.5 miles in, you know, four and a half minutes per mile or whatever. Like it's, it's so many like trackers to your mm -hmm. success and you're bad if you don't meet it and you're good if you do exceed it. And like, I just don't relate to that at all. And so I've, mm -hmm. I've always avoided that whole mindset of things. I've but, got, I'm surrounded by runners, like a lot of them. And I find that those, that language is generally for themselves. They're not really comparing themselves to other people. And I think what I found is like a lot of the running community, it's sort of like the gaming community, right? Like they want you to join. They want you to be part of it. So they're actually tend to be more kind of uh, uh, approachable than you'd expect. And, and like happy to sort of slow down and run with you slow when you're starting out if you want. I don't know. The, the one guy I'm thinking of in particular, I went, uh, I went to lunch with him one time because he's a friend of mine. And uh, he was, I thought, speed walking everywhere. And I couldn't keep up. I was like, we were walking <laughs> through Boston and I was having to jog to keep up with his walking pace. And it, I was like, dude, we don't have to do everything in a four and a half minute mile. Come on, like, <laughs> slow down. That, that can be just a consequence of living in an Eastern city like New yeah. York or Boston or Ugh, I don't no. know about Chicago. Chicago, I would say it's pretty divided. I definitely have uh, some friends who it's like, oh my God, you walk so fast. And I walk, like, I admit I am a slow walker. I'm a very slow walker. I meander. <laughs> I, um, you amble. Yes. I was uh, an ambler. And oh my God, like, and to the point, like I, I think Chicago is kind of, you know, because it's in the middle, pretty divided. We're like, I have friends who it's like, they will slow down to walk with me. And like, I'm thinking of another friend, who, the, the friend I'm thinking of like, we were all walking and like, she was like a block ahead of oh my us. God. <laughs> it's just like, come on, like we got, we got to go. Um, yeah. I am not one of the fast walking gays. I know that's like a meme. I am. I think I, I don't, I can't remember if I told this on the uh, podcast before, but my high school crush who was a teacher, um, we took a class trip to New York city 
And I've pretty much always been a slow walker. And he told me while we were sort of walking through the city and there was a group of us and mm-hmm. I was in the back and he was like, I like that you're a slow walker. That's cool. And I was like, oh, my heart, we're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, slow walking down the aisle. <laughs> That's right. The longest wedding ceremony ever. <laughs> oh, well, uh, you know what that means. We're, we're wrapping this up, which means oh, yeah. we're... Feel the breeze. Hear the music. We're we're soaring, soaring over Fat Watch 2022. Yeah. Can uh, I just let the music play longer this time? I think I need this right yeah. now. <laughs> <sighs> Whoa. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> okay, and we're uh, feet are touching the ground. Um, <laughs> We've touched down. Yeah. Uh, so this, um, who says dieting fails most of the time? <laughs> yes. Well, many, 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 many uh, studies. So <laughs> pretty much anyone who's dieted yeah, or anyone yeah. who's done it. Yeah. Uh, so Reagan Chastain, who we've shared uh, some of her work before, um, created a timeline of a very long time. Yes. <laughs> research showing, um, that dieting doesn't work. And I think we should say that this was in particular response to, cause as someone who combats the medical aspects of fat oppression, she is often uh, faced with people who say like, oh, you're just saying that it fails 95% of the time because of that one study way back in the 50s. Mm. And she says, no, no, let me present to you the 10 studies after that, which also confirm this. Yeah, mm. at least. And she goes mm-hmm. on and on and on. And it, it's a timeline. So it's, it's yes, that one study. And then it's all of these. And then our people will say like, oh, it's just a fad diet. It's just the fad diets that fail. And what she does is she pulls out all these studies from decades and decades and decades talking about how, no, pretty much it's a terrible track record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's all of the things we've been saying, but it's all in one nice package now. Yes. You can just go to one one page on one website and see it all right there. Yeah. I mean, that's always one of the frustrations that I have is that when people want to do the, but it's so unhealthy, the counter to that is like, here, read these 47 books. It's it's so unwieldy as a refutation, and I've been thinking I I, I want to write a think piece on this of like where can yeah. you, how can you quickly disassemble that argument without delving into without a subscription to PubMed? Mm-hmm. And I know this sounds incredibly cynical, but in general, the person who makes that counter argument isn't genuinely interested. They're not. Mm-hmm. They genuinely, in general, I don't think they care. Well, I, I think they care mm. to the extent that it's like. When people, if someone like me says like, actually, uh, there's not a high correlation between losing weight and getting healthy. And they'll say like, but that's impossible. That's like saying the sun doesn't rise. And they're not so much coming at it from a point of prejudice, although they can be, but it's just, it's so much a part of the world that it's like saying, it's like saying that, you know, the, the sun the sun burrows through the earth every day. It's it's mm-hmm. it's literally saying an absurdity that they've either never heard of or never took seriously. And uh, like, or gay people can love each other. Well, of course they can't. They're all pedophiles. Yeah, like yeah. You know, it's there was a time when that was just you know how it was. was and as there was a time when you know in in medical circles, you know it was scientifically proven that gay people were uh, gay people had higher mortality. They kept killing themselves. They were less successful in business. And it's like, well, of course they are because you're prejudiced against The world is designed (laughs) to make it terrible to be gay. Yeah. So, uh, there's a lot of self-fulfilling 
science out there. I don't know. Anyway, my point is that I'm, I'm looking for a handy way to kind of put it in a, in a two minute bite of like, what's wrong with that statement. I'm thinking of, I, my mind went to like trading cards almost, <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. I thought of Yu-Gi-Oh. Anyone else know Yu-Gi-Oh? It's like, you've activated my trap card. <laughs> I just had the, the worst thought. <laughs> it just popped into my head. So we, we've been talking about merch because we've been thinking that it would be kind of a fun thing to do to, to bring to Baker Vegas. It's like, oh, we'll introduce the big fat gay diet. Now, <laughs> but it's like, it's lit, you know, Nothing. like in the, the, the diet yeah. starter pack and it's just a Whitman sampler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, have you guys seen the Family Guy episode where Brian writes a self-help book, but it's all, it's just blank pages. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those like, how to do better by being better, you know, mm-hmm. like, but like, mm-hmm. it's just empty. Like, I feel like that, that's the brand. That's the kind of branding push we need to do. Uh, I, my, I also, for some reason, my mind goes to those children's books with like the little mirror sticker. <laughs> and it's like maybe like it's a big fat gay podcast diet colon how to achieve perfection. <laughs> it's, it's just a mirror. Yeah. Well, is it time? I think it's done. Yeah, I think, I it's, think time. it's time. All right. We have for our main subject today, a mailbag. Mailbag. Roll that beautiful mean male, male bean footage. <laughs> Good job, baby. Nailed Good it. job. <laughs> male bean footage. Uh, that's a different appendage. Um, I don't think I've we agreed two. who is going to be reading this one. Who wants to read no. this? I'll read it. Uh, Dan. Go for it. Dan's going to read it. Okay, from our mailbag. First of all, Happy New Year. Listening to the podcast remains the high point of my week. You all have become part of the people I think about often. Speaking of resolutions for the new year, uh, mine are to laugh loudly and to love the bandit. I'm determined to tell all the people that I love that I love them, even if they don't reciprocate. And I'm going to be okay with that. I'm not going to die or have someone leave my life not knowing that they're cared for. If I dislike you, I will just keep it to myself because I don't want to hurt people needlessly. However, uh, now for the problem. (laughs) In 2020... I was hit hard by COVID to the point where I was hospitalized and had to have physical therapy. I'm still not back to where I was before I got sick. I'm using a walker to get around and my appetite and energy are still not what it used to be. Most days I don't even go to my kitchen after work because of exhaustion and instead rely on sandwiches or leftovers from the mini fridge in my bedroom. I'm only cooking once or twice a week because it's exhausting to cook and clean up. Consequently, I've lost some weight in the years since, although I don't really feel it. Anyway, the problem is having to deal with chaser guys whom I've hooked up with in the past is that I get a lot of like, oh, you've lost weight, frowny face emoji. Uh, My social and dating life has been tied a lot to my size uh, because that's how the majority of guys uh, meet me or are attracted to me. Uh, How do you respond to guys who are disappointed because you are smaller than you used to be? I already feel shitty because of my general health conditions and current quality of life. I still weigh well over 600 pounds. How can I respond to this without alienating people I like and care for? Signed, the Cisco Kid. The Crisco Kid. Signed, the Crisco Kid. <laughs> um, I love the idea of the Cisco Kid writing it. That's awesome. I, so ma- of, I have so much to say about yeah, this. I, I have a lot of feelings. This is a good one. This is, thank you, by the way, for yes. writing this in. We're happy to talk about this and hopefully help things along. Who wants to go first? I have actually shown up for a hookup, right? Um, walked in got a hug from the guy and then have him step back, look down and go, you look bigger on the, on your pictures. Um, 
I, I'm not feeling this. Do you mind leaving? You know? Do you what? mind leaving? Yeah. Oh, and I'm like, wow. What? What? Yeah. What? That, that happened you to me once. decked him, right? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, there's, I shitty, will, there's shitty ways to say that, and then there's that. I will be honest. I was so sort of... Uh, <laughs> There was, there was a melange of emotions in that Did moment. Did he leave his apartment through the window? Because <laughs> <laughs> the negative emotion was only one of the, the components. There was, I'll admit, at that point, I was, like, I was actively working on trying to get fitter. You know, um, I wasn't comfortable with myself at that point, And I had lost a little tiny bit of weight at that point. So... It was enough just to throw me sort of like in a left loop or like, well, fuck you. That's awful for you to do that to me. But two, like I was trying to lose weight at that point. So it, it was it's confusing. A little mind fuck. Yeah, it's a mind fuck. It's yeah. just mm-hmm. confusing and left me at a point where like I have no response. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, okay. So I don't know. I had a lot of feelings and I feel like the start of the message, the whole message of like, I don't want to kind of say negative things mm-hmm. to people. I think this is a case given everything that this listener has gone through where my first thought of this response of like, Oh, you, you look smaller frowny face emoji. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, Oh yeah. yeah. I, you know, survived COVID and my body was ravaged by it, and I'm still working through it. So, like, I've lost some to weight. To the point that you have to go through physical therapy, yeah. like, really yeah. intense. But, yeah, COVID, yeah, but, but COVID aside, like, you know, that, that's a very unique well, but situation. But I, I still but. think that, like, a, just given especially that, and I think regardless of what it is, if it is assuming someone has lost weight out of the desire to lose weight, I think is never... I don't think it's appropriate to comment on weight loss because of that, because and, someone yeah. could be yeah. sick. There's been times where I've lost weight, like even, I mean, in, in more recent years where I've been like really sick and dealing with like weird body stuff, like it, not like body image, but like health stuff. And people comment on my weight loss. Like, Oh my God, you look good. It's like, yeah, great. Th- thanks. I'm, <laughs> you know, I have some serious issues going on that I don't I've know what the they plague. are. Right. Yeah. We call this the malaria diet. Yeah. yeah. So I think part of it is like, I just don't want to, I like it is, I, I don't know how to express clearly. It is not my job to curate my body for your yes. Exactly. And mm-hmm. this idea, you know? I mean, I, I'm kind of where Trevor is about this. Like, well, I don't want to alienate them. Oh, really? People you care. <laughs> Cause here's the thing. While, while, the the writer is concerned about alienating people that they love and care for. I'm not really, cons- I don't really see that the person on the other end of that is loving and caring for them. Yeah. Right. And I mean, and I get, it would be, it would be, I would be lying if I said that I haven't uh, not had sex with someone because they lost a significant amount of weight. But mm-hmm. I also didn't like drop them like a right. hot potato. Yeah. So, in fact, more yeah. likely they dropped me because their interest in me was that I would have sex with them. And then when I'm like, I don't, you know, you've, you've lost 200 pounds. I'm not really interested in having sex with you, but why don't we go and do something else? Right. They're like, sorry, I just wanted sex. So, <laughs> so I was thinking about this because it is, it, <laughs> there's, there's a way to do this right. Um, okay. So broadly speaking, there, I think there's kind of two, um, not sides, there's two like ways this can go. One, it is purely a hookup. Like you don't know the person, 
you're not friends, you've barely talked, it maybe it's completely anonymous hookup and things aren't working out. Okay, Chaser, just don't be shitty. Yeah. Don't yeah. be shitty. Yeah. If it's not working for you, it's not working for you. That's okay, but don't be shitty. Fair? Yeah. Or, and this is probably the likelier scenario for most of us, and in this case it is for the writer, you are friends or you have some kind of relationship, whether it's friends, friends with benefits, relationship, whatever. And in that case, you, Chaser, you have to really examine, like if your relationship with this person changes so significantly just because they lose weight, were, th were you ever treating them like a friend? Like, were they ever actually friends with you or right. were you just interested in them because of how they looked? Yeah, yeah. was this friends with benefits or just fucking? Right, and, mm -hmm. and treating someone that you were supposed to be friends with, supposedly friends with, as though they're worthless just because they lost weight or their body changed in some way that you don't find attractive anymore is terrible, mm -hmm. objectively terrible. So now, as Dan pointed out, and I've been in this situation too, the, the attraction might change. That yep. just might happen. Mm -hmm. That's just the nature of people's bodies. Like if I gained 200 pounds, I would not expect other people who find me attractive yep. right now to still find me attractive. Exactly. But don't be shitty about it. Right. Just be open, be communicative, yep. say, hey, like Dan, like you were saying, like, let's get lunch. Let's stay friends. Like, let's keep the relationship going. That's the important part. Mm -hmm. The sex might not continue, but that's okay. Well, just, my, just my thing underscore is, what, what, what Michael's saying. I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I just yeah. want to make really clear. Like while we're talking about this in terms of Chaser's treatment of chubby guys, chubby guys, don't think you're off the hook on this one because <laughs> Chaser's, but as Michael <laughs> just pointed out, Chaser's bodies change too. I've had that experience recently where a, a Chaser guy I really like has gained a lot of weight during the quarantine. I, I, I'll admit, I don't find him as attractive as I used to, mm -hmm. but I still genuinely enjoy my time with him. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we hang out, you know? Yeah. Um, I have had the experience of, again, when I lost a lot of weight, Chasers who I thought were friends, aside from uh, friends with benefits, vanished from mm -hmm. my life. Mm -hmm. Right? That's kind of shitty too. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. if you're go don't ghost. You know, <laughs> like um, a lot of time these these relationships that we build have a certain momentum to them, and when you just vanish, it's more damaging than if you than if you just you know talk it through. We're adults be adults. Well, you know? and I wonder how much of that is not knowing what the relationship is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being oblivious or not trying to know or. Well, I wonder, sure. Oblivious. Like, yeah, I really like the guy. You mean you really like having sex with a guy? Well, that's what I mean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's yeah. that. And then there's the, the asymmetrical nature of it where one of the people is like really into the other person. The other person is like, yeah, we have great sex. What do you mean? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where it's it's and it doesn't. It's not necessarily the chub or the chaser. I mean, it's not. It's not yeah, always yeah. one or the other. Sure. Um, but I just I wonder if some of this sometimes is not realizing the nature of the relationship, or not having the same idea of the relationship. Probably, but either way, don't be shitty. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I just way. I guess I guess what I'm saying is, if you don't know the nature of the relationship, you don't know if you're being shitty. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> entirely possible. I mean, I think, I think communication style obviously very to the extent that there are different people in the world, like it's different by every person. But mm -hmm. on a base level, like if you're in an intimate relationship with somebody, whether it's literally just sex or anything and sex, you have you have a responsibility to take care of that person's feelings to the extent that they interact with you. And if, and, and you never have to have sex with someone you don't want to have sex with. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, feelings being distinct from the actual yeah. things that you do. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I, I think even just, I, I think uh, the 
biggest takeaway here should be regardless of your relationship with someone, sending them a message that says, oh, you lost weight, frowny face emoji. It's like, no, just never, don't never, ever never. do that. And also like what Don said, don't ever do that. There, like, there, again, there's a way to communicate that idea. And maybe, I don't know, I think it's an awkward situation no matter what, but there's a way to get through that situation without making somebody feel awful. Well, and the, the writer asks, what should I do about this? And, right. <laughs> um, and I get that, you know, maybe he doesn't want to poke him in the eye, but I think you can just say like, no, oh, sorry, that doesn't work for you. And let mm-hmm. them come back with something, mm-hmm. I, which is either going to be nothing. And then you have your answer and they're out of your life. Or they're going to be like, oh, well, maybe we can go get coffee or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think also just like, I mean, my thing would just be if they don't know, I, I mean, I don't know how much this person has talked about everything they've gone through with COVID, but I think like being like using this as an opportunity to open up and kind of make them aware of what you've been going through because clearly, I don't know, they're just in this yeah. one one track mind. I have a very low opinion of this particular chaser and I don't, I wonder if that would even matter to them because what they're saying is, wow, you've been through a lot of shit, but you know, you don't really make my dick hard right now. So bye. Yeah. It, it's, I, it's just so, I think, uh, I think the question the is after they treat you that way, do you want to fuck them yeah. anymore? Yes, thank yeah. you. Or even just do you want to be, I, my thing is like, I don't know if I would want to be friends with this person. That's So God, that's where no. I'm going is like, I think the real issue here is not so much learning how to respond or deal with that person. It's learning to accept that this person is, is leaving your life. Yeah. Like they've already made that decision or that that's all they're, that's all they're there for. Yeah. Well, and that's what I mean. That's all they're there for. Yeah. And you can use them for that or not use them for that or whatever, but that's all they're there for. What's the old expression? When someone tells you who they are, listen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? So I want to address the particulars of this because we've talked generally and we've talked a little bit specifically, but you know, so the, the writer says that they've lost a bunch of weight and they're still over 600 pounds. Yeah. So yes, it is, it, you know, chasers on the one hand, size matters, but on the other hand, we have a much a huge wider, range. Huge, range, huge range, huge range compared to most people who have like a 30 pound range. We can have yeah. like a 200 pound range. Yeah. So if, so, you know, if someone who is, I don't know, some some very large number in the weight category loses 10% and is still sick over 600 pounds. Like, yes, that's going to be a difference, but Oh my God, that you have a frowny face emoji on that. Yeah. Like don't be fucking Goldilocks about it. Yeah. Because a, that's a, yeah. I feel like there's this whole, I don't know how to describe it. There's this like, I guess it's the idea that at least in America, like the chasers in demand, right? So you get to pick and choose whatever, whoever, like go through the list and say like, oh, not quite what I want, not quite the stats that I'm looking for, yeah. blah, 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 swipe left. So that that is kind of at the heart of the behavior for me, for this tracer. Absolutely. Like that is, you're, you're, you're looking for this like idealized fake kind of set of stats and you're not looking at the actual person in front of you. And I wonder this particular chaser I wonder what the rest of their friend group looks like. I, I let me put it this way. I would be surprised if they had a lot of close friends who were fat. Hmm. Because this sounds like the kind of chaser who has friends and then has fat guys they fuck. Mm-hmm. And maybe they even, you know, go on dates with the fat guys. That would be great. <laughs> right. Um, That'd be a huge step. I think it to be a evolved chaser 
even if you are having the reaction in your head of like, oh, it is absolutely incumbent upon you as a mensch, as a good human being, mm -hmm. not to let that leak out on somebody else. Right. That is inappropriate. Yeah. That is throwing up on someone else's shoes and making it their fault. Mm -hmm. I wonder, like, again, like... When, when that event happened to me in the moment, mm. right? I was so thrown in the moment. Oh, of course. It was something I was never expecting, so I never had sort of a preconceived notion of what I should say. But now I'm sort of thinking, like, should I have, like, a stock thing I go to? Like, oh, you're not as big as you used to be. Oh, your hairline is not as low as it was in your pictures. <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, it's what Trevor said long ago. He's like, are you going to have this on, you know, SAS or Blast? Or, like, yeah, how, right. how aggressive do you want to respond because you do have a choice yeah, and you could just take something neutral like, you know, hey, sorry, doesn't work for you, bye. Which, you know, just ends the encounter. You could lash out and, go I, and, and I would almost retaliate. be in the world of like, oh, this was just a transaction for you. In that case, you can pay me for the gas it took me to get over here. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> obviously that's not going to actually just. Okay. Can, I, 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 I do want, go ahead, go ahead. I feel like there's still, I mean, I, I want to know so much more because my instinct is just to like, pick this person up and throw them out the window. Um, oh, that's why you're talking like, about the window. Do like, then I don't know. They're just back in the world and they're going to do this to someone else. So mm -hmm. like, I, I mean, my thing is always like, do I want to, do I want to take this and like, do I want to make this into a teaching moment? And, and is it a teaching moment? Is it a teaching moment? Mm -hmm. And like, I don't, there, there's some, I feel like there's, you know, more yeah. context and everything. Well, I, so it's like, I, it has this, like, what is the, the nature of this relationship? Because it's like, I still keep going back to making them aware of the situation and seeing how they react. And like, if they will step up and be like, oh, I didn't know you're going through that. Like, can they, you know, like we were talking about, you know, fat mutual aid and then chasers kind of, you know, chaser, chub aid, the couple episodes. Oh, ago. right, right, right. Yeah. The, like being there for fat community mm -hmm. and like, trying to like I want I feel like this could be an opportunity to get this chaser to step up and do more and kind of like realize how they potentially have been taking advantage of the situation once again I don't know if they have uh, what your relationship with this person like outside of the bedroom was it's I mean it's basically getting slimed right like yeah this is this is the yeah in community version of that I want to make this a different question for the time being okay what is the justifiable or or appropriate, there may be two different things here, when someone shows up and doesn't look like their pictures mm -hmm. or doesn't match yeah. the weight and height, they said. In which is not a unique conversation. Which is, which is yeah. not Chaser. It's not Chaser. It's everything. And not to put too, too pointy a point on the stick, Don, mm -hmm. did you feel like when you had that encounter, and like, I'm not, believe me, this is not your fault. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But clearly the guy was surprised. And if you'd lost like 10 pounds, I'm like, how the fuck could he tell? You know, you could barely tell. What I'm saying is like, was there anything for you where like, oh yeah, I guess I didn't look like how I presented or? No, I'm, I'm always pretty careful about making sure that even, even like if the photo on my profile maybe is like a couple months old, like I will send a photo of the, okay. within the past few days, right. you know, always. Mm -hmm. So you feel like, you feel like as far as you were presenting yourself, he should have friggin' known how big you were. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know if I'm a rarity or not, but like I always present the, like my actual age, my actual height, <laughs> my actual weight. Well, yeah, but you're a loon. You know? <laughs> so I'm very direct. I'm very upfront. And like, 
I, I have a feeling, and this happens with chasers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we focus on a body part or an image or the lighting, and then we mm-hmm. take that to the races. And then we've yeah. made this whole fantasy and then you show up an actual person and we're like, yeah. oh, that's not my fantasy at all. Well, I also wonder, cause like, yeah. I, I wonder occasionally if like they're not paying attention to height. Yeah. 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 You know, cause like I'm a tall person. Or so. if they mistook, like you tend to wear an open shirt if they mistook that for bulk or whatever. Maybe. Yeah. yeah I don't know. But anyway, I'm not trying to make this your fault by any means. Yes. 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 My point is, I wonder if there's value in discussing, cause it happens to Chubbs too, when the guy doesn't show up like the pick or like, or even just how you're expecting, mm-hmm. what do you do with that? Because you don't want to, because I've done this. I've had sex with them anyway. And Dan. I, and I felt Dan. like shit. I felt like shit. Like I don't want to have sex, but I feel like they came all this way. In one case, the guy came like 300 miles. Wow. And I'm like, okay, I can't just send him home and close the door. And I regretted it for the rest of my life. And I've never done it since, you know, I was young and stupid at the time, but I felt awful about sending him away yeah when it i mean and it was ludicrous that like the guy who showed up but i didn't like the only reason i recognized him is because like you know how many guys could be hanging out randomly on the street corner like okay that's probably him Uh, (laughs) that different yeah i mean wow uh, so i've been on both ends of this where one time i had a guy like tell me like oh you look a lot different than your pictures which like i I feel like my pictures are a very accurate representation uh, yeah. of me. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that was different was like, I, my hair was a little longer at the time and it had kind of like my, when my hair gets longer, it gets like curly and wavy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that was like a big thing. And I was like, Oh, like, and he said, he said like, Oh, you look different than your pictures. I'm like, I hope that's a good thing. And I laughed <laughs> and he was just stone silent. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and it was, oh. it was a terrible uh, kind yeah. of hookup situation. And at some point his, it, it was terrible. Everything about it was terrible. And I shouldn't have done it kind of like Dan said. Yeah. Um, and there was a point where his like friend called and I'm like, oh, wow, that seems like it could be important. You should go. Oh, oh my. Nah. <laughs> like, he was like, oh, my friends are like, oh, like that could be important. <laughs> um, but then also I have had, it wasn't a physical thing, but it was a, um, a chaser. And he, in all of his messages and like correspondence, like seemed like he had like, kind of wrote like a dumb jock kind of himbo <laughs> situation. Oh, I remember this. And then was very, his energy was completely different in person and like very mm. flamboyant. And it was just, it wasn't a bad thing, but it was just so like, I'd talked to them for such a long time mm-hmm. and kind of had this voice and like their mannerisms in my head. Cause they presented themselves online. They, yeah, they were totally way. doing jock himbo, like in the, in the seduction phase. And then he shows up and he's like erudite, you know, hi. And I really think that what we should do when we talk about the mathematical things, like, who is this? Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> Not it was, bad, but different. Yes. And yeah. it was just so different and it was just weird. And I ended up having a good time, but initially I just had such a hard time, like letting go of like, this is, it was like a different person. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it's how you, like, if you go to a very great, a very great restaurant and you order the chicken cardon bleu, and you end up with meatloaf, and it's a really good meatloaf, but it's not what you ordered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not what you were expecting. And you eat the meatloaf, and it takes you halfway through the meatloaf to go like to be okay with it. <laughs> Taking a sip of your coke and finding ginger ale. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what do you do? <laughs> well, so yeah, what do you say? What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. So my thing is just like you, like what I do when I find myself in this situation is like, like I said, disassembling like what I have built up mm-hmm. and. Doing that while trying to be present because it's like 
it's hard. And that's why like you have to kind of do it as you're engaging to be like piece by piece, but like, okay, this is, you know, not what you're, you have in your head and then kind of taking what is actually there in this Mm -hmm. conversation in this moment. And then, you know, rebuilding what, what you have of this person in your head and seeing where's this going to go. Like, have you, have you written the story of how this is going to go before the person even shows up? Yes. Yeah. And I think, I think what Trevor's pointing to is, okay, great. No matter how it happened, what the person who showed up is not what you were expecting. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm. But the real question is, if that hadn't been a mismatch, if what you had seen online or wherever you first got the impression, if it had been 100% accurate, would you still make this date? And many times the answer is yes, but people are still so trapped in, but that's not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, perfectly great meatloaf is just not what you ordered. Mm-hmm. You know, I recommend mm-hmm. enjoying the meatloaf. And sometimes, I get, sometimes you can't. Sometimes it's like, no, nope, sorry. And now this, adv- this is the advice we've... This advice is for the person who is uh, surprised, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Now, the person who is being slimed, <laughs> right? Because mm-hmm. I think that's what our 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 listener who has written in is really talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not the one having the issues uh, yeah. as far as his perceptions and expectations. No, no, right. I, I, I don't have the magic bullet for this. Yeah, no. I don't think any of us I'm do. Not sure I, yeah, I don't but think there is. The reason why I was caught flat-footed was because I hadn't, considered that could possibly happen to me that you know that now that it's happened to me i think i have a different way of approaching it where i'm not going to suggest this is a good way of approaching it my reaction right now would probably be sort of a scorched earth policy (laughs) of yes trevor's approach of throwing them out the window (laughs) seems very appealing to me now the date ended in defenestration i am not saying that that's a good reaction Mm -hmm. but right now that's the way i would lean because now i have an experience in it well, that's why I, I think the trying to see if there's an opportunity for a teaching moment yeah. and to be able to get chasers mm-hmm. to see beyond a size and still appreciate the fact that <laughs> I wonder, you know, this person is over. Is it is as over- simple as just saying, like, responding with, that's you know that's a terrible thing to say, right? And then if they don't get it, maybe it's not worth pursuing. Or if they do start thinking about it, then it's worth well, educating it's, them. It's, you know, I, what I like about that is it starts with, I just, I feel hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then do they care? Yeah. And yeah. then you kind of have two avenues that depending on what the response is. Yeah. That's actually a really good call. Yeah. That's I a like really that. good call. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really hurt right now. And then how they respond will tell you everything you need to know about that person. Yes. And if they respond uh, yeah. badly, badly, do you want, do you still want to touch that person? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people respond to I'm hurt with, well, it's not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then we're done. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks very much. Gonna, <laughs> bye. Yeah. Once again, when people tell you who they are, leave to them. them. Believe yeah. them. Well, at any rate, we're very sorry to hear that this happened to you, and hopefully, this chaser makes makes good in what they did. If not, um, it's not up to you to uh, to defend them whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or protect them. You you can you can actually do what you need to do to make yourself feel better, whatever that might be, whether it's stepping away yep. or defenestrating them. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of big guys, again, we tend to be empathic people. Um, and so the, I know, I know my instinct is to try and soften the blow for the other person in the room too. fuck that. <laughs> soften fuck the that. blow to the concrete yeah. below after you throw no one, is going to, no one else in that situation don't, is going to protect you than you. Don't be like Don, be like Trevor. Yes. <laughs> be like Trevor.
That's, that's <laughs> our upcoming T-shirt. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, well, I if, think we each need to z- design our. Or no, 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 no. Better. Somebody else in the group needs to design somebody else's T-shirt. So like, <laughs> Don do Dan's. Trevor does mine. Yes. Oh my God, Mike. I can already know what it's going to be. <laughs> I think it needs to be a very kind of like stylized little Michael head. Uh, and just like dream boat next to it and kind of like Barbie letters <laughs> and like a lot of hearts. It's very cute in my head. Because the t-shirt is designed to piss Michael off. Is that why? Well, and because people love Michael. It's, he's uh, he's yeah. the dream boat. Yeah. <laughs> I think multiple people when the podcast started oh and like God. people were seeing Michael for the first time were like, oh my God, he's so dreamy. Yeah. And Michael's blushing a little. And then. It's great. Yes. Well, anyway, so moving yeah. on. We got um, a tip. It's a, hot, it's a hot tip. We have a hot tip today. It's exciting. It's a while. Um, and it's from, I wasn't really, I was surprised to see this. So uh, this is from Helen Rossner, who is a, a contributor to The New Yorker. She does a lot of great stuff, but she compiles, she has for people to send her high capacity dining chairs that are stylish. And she compiled a list and put it on uh, Instagram in her stories. And there's a lot of great chairs on there. There are a lot of great, there are a lot of great chairs. I question, like, I don't think that would be very comfortable for a person of size, No, but it but certainly I, would yeah. be sturdy. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's, there was I, one in there with arms that was like, that looks like it would cause physical pain, but the rest looked awesome. Yes. Well, I think, you know, it yeah. depends how big you are, like how what you're trying to accommodate. Well, and so something that was funny when seeing this Twitter, she asked for a request on Twitter, but compiled everything on Instagram and on Twitter, people were sharing stuff like, oh yeah, this is a really great chair uh, from Creighton Burnell 2 and it has a high capacity weight. It can hold 250 pounds. Whoa. Oh my God. Yes. She's like, that's actually not really high capacity. That's barely but, you know, even normal for, capacity. Thanks for playing. That was the bane of my existence when I was looking for an office chair. Yeah. I was searching for yeah. big and tall and they're all like, Carries up to 200 pounds. Well, well screw you. Well, we, but we also found that the chairs that are rated for 500 pounds last 10 minutes. Yeah. Or, or oh, yeah. actually, no, I, so I have, I my old office chair that just kind of broke, and I know a couple of people that had the same chair that broke. It was rated to a thousand pounds, and it was. Do you remember that chair? It was giant. I felt like a little kid when I was sitting <laughs> on it. It was so weird to like have a piece of a furniture throne. that dwarfs me. Um, it, it was adorable, but it like I just broke. Like I was trying to move it uh, through a door, and it like hit the side of the door and just immediately like fell off the base, and like it was just. Oh, broken. oh, really? We never got um, it back on the base again. I don't. We yeah. don't know how. Or Another why. friend, I went through two that broke, and it was like faulty. It was just mm. badly made. There's several there from Flash Furniture, which um, I think I shared the chair, I, a chair that I now use as a desk chair, mm-hmm. and they, they're great. I also, as a as a weird extra thing to push, I went to the website for uh, that company. It was a Hercules. Yeah, uh, there's Hercules and a Flash Furniture, and I don't know if they're related. But they were selling folding chairs in there that were surprisingly affordable. It was like forty bucks. Yeah, that could take up to six hundred pounds. Yes. Yeah, I and find that it's it's not always the capacity though. It's like where does it where does it cut you? Where does it? You know, I understand that, but, but a folding yeah. chair that I don't have to worry about. Well, that's worth something. Is definitely worth something. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, and an affordable one. Having too. that just like in your car. Like if there's a barbecue or something, mm-hmm. or you just you're not sure what the seating situation is. Um, there's an I'll I'll roll this into this week's tip. I have this little um, folding. It's like a collapsible cube. That's oh yeah, a seat, but it's also storage. Um, and and, and it will fit like under your arm if you want to take it somewhere. Yeah. Oh, oh interesting. Um, like it folds and, up. Nice. 
Um, like it, a briefcase. I think it's 600 or 700 pounds. It's incredibly sturdy. It's yeah. incredibly light. Yeah. Nice. Um, All right. Well, we have a bit. Oh, my God. Yay. Now, that, I was, that was down to the wire. It was down to the wire. I panicked last night. I could not think of anything that see, that was appealing that I could find good stuff on. But in order for us to understand where New Year's resolutions come from, oh. since we're still at the start of the year, mm-hmm. I thought I would go into the history of New Year's resolutions okay. in ancient history. The origins of the New Year's resolution. So the first known New Year's Eve resolutions were practiced in Babylon about 4,000 oh, years ago. Wow. Um, I should point out that these the New Year's celebrations that occurred were usually on different dates mm-hmm. than what we celebrate say, New Year's on. I didn't think they had years back then. <laughs> <laughs> but they did. The year hadn't been invented. Um, so in, in this big celebration 4,000 years ago, uh, statues of the gods were paraded through the city streets and rites were enacted to symbolize their victory over the forces of chaos. Through these rituals, the Babylon's, uh, Babylonians believed the world is symbolically cleansed and re- recreated by the gods in preparation for the new year and the return of spring. Now, which of these were done as part of the ancient Babylonian New Year celebration? One, a member of the clergy was made high priest starting at dawn one day and ending at dawn the next when he was thrown off a tower. Oh, dear. Two, the king was dragged to the city center, stripped of his clothes, and had his ears pulled by a priest. Three, marriages were temporarily annulled from sunset to sunrise on New Year's Day and New Year's Eve. Like the purge. Or four, new high priests were elected by conducting a slapping contest, which frequently resulted in many of the high priests being deaf from ruptured eardrums, oh, oh a no. sign of piety. Mm. Yes, but a great confessor. <laughs> I I think the uh, the purge, purge. The, yeah, marriage purge. The, the marriage the purge, purge. Well. yeah that's I awesome that to be uh, just a full New Year's an, fuckathon just, to bring in the New Year yes. as many people as you can get to um I'd like that I like that it might even be true I'm gonna go with the king's ear pulling the correct answer is in fact the king's ear pulling oh, wow. I can um, spot an ear pull from only, a mile not away. only was he was he uh, uh, pulled by his ear but he was bitch slapped repeatedly by the priests. Yeah. And apparently, if the if the king cried, it was a sign that uh, he had ruled well over the prior year. This is weird stuff. I don't well, know how they came I mean, to these conclusions. All right, so Romans would celebrate January first by giving offerings to Janus uh, in the hope of gaining good fortune for the new year. This day was seen as setting the stage for the next twelve months, and it was common for friends and neighbors to make a positive start to the year by exchanging well wishes and gifts of figs and honey with one another. All in all, their celebrations were actually fairly similar to what we do today. They did, however, have one New Year's Eve tradition. New Year's tradition that most of us don't do anymore. Most of us. Mm. What was it? One, sacrificing a fatted calf, lamb, or some other baby animal. Two, working at least part of the day. Three, throwing olives at slaves. Or four, cross-dressing. Hmm. Huh. I'm uh, gonna say cross-dressing. cross-dressing. Yeah. Well, because you mentioned Janice, that's why I'm thinking cross-dressing. Because mm-hmm. he said most of us, and that could still be done today easily. Oh, you're, you're reading clues to my, my clever silken words. On the other they? hand, an animal sacrifice makes a lot of sense. I it also does. know that when I'm on the right trail, you try and gaslight me and throw me off. So, <laughs> Gracious, what you must think of me. Oh, boy. Crocodile tears. All right, uh, so what are you going with? You're going with cross-dressing? Cross-dressing? 
That's true. What All right, hell? we got three for cross-dressing, and the correct answer is, in fact, working at least part of the day. What? Yeah, that makes more sense. That's uh, not nearly as It fun. was believed that uh, you it would it would be a, it was a good omen for the year to come if you worked. Like keeping a dollar in your wallet. Ah, at all but times. you could dress in the uh, different different of clothing of the different. That gender. is, you could. There you go. I, I don't want to call you. Ha, on it. I got it. Right. So half a point for everybody. <laughs> Question three of four. In ancient Egypt. New Year's typically occurred in mid-July, just before the annual inundation of the Nile River, which helped ensure the farmlands remained fertile for the coming year. Egyptians celebrated this new beginning with a festival known as uh, Wepit Renpet, which meant the opening of the year. Uh, the new year was seen as a time of rebirth and rejuvenation and was honored with feasts and special religious rites. Which festival was central to this celebration? One, the Festival of Drunkenness. Sex, beer, and music, remembering the time Ra served mankind by getting the goddess who wanted to eat them all drunk. Uh, Two, the Festival of Blood, a festival of animal sacrifices where the richest in the kingdom competed to sacrifice the largest animal to the gods for their favor. Hmm. Three, the Festival of the Broken Plow, a period of celibacy throughout the kingdom practiced from the arrival of the star Sirius until the first major Nile flood. Or four, the Festival of the Children, for a full day, parents had to obey their children. Oh. Oh, that's not happening. That's yeah. hilarious. Um, <laughs> again, the animal sacrifice seems yeah, to be no blood. You're just nah. big on violence yeah. and animal cruelty. No, it's just so present in so many cultures. What was the first one? The first one I liked, too. The, the uh, sort of Festival of Drunkenness. Sex, beer, and music. I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, I'm going to go drunkenness, with that one. Drunkenness? I'm going with blood. Okay, we got blood. two drunkenness and a blood. And in fact, the answer is the Festival of Drunkenness. Uh, supposedly, uh, the goddess Sekhmet wanted to devour all of mankind, mm-hmm. so Ra got her drunk, and she fell asleep before she could do it. <laughs> Last one. All right. In the U.S., we celebrate New Year's with fireworks, a tradition we get directly from the Chinese. The Chinese New Year is one of the longest-running, continuously celebrated New Year's dates, going back over 3,000 years. The Chinese celebration is traditionally visually and audibly loud, with smoke, crashing sounds, flashes of light, and loud voices and music. What is the supposed origin of all of this ruckus? One, the first of the year was once Army Day, a festival where every man, woman, and child would wake up at the crack of dawn to play fun communal war games and eat food themed around military ideas like chicken cooked in a metal helmet. (laughs) Two, Supposedly, the first village ever had to drive off a monster that kept attacking them at the start of the year by making loud sounds and waving fire around, and the practice just stuck. Three, young men would wander the streets trying to be as loud as possible at the start of spring in order to show how strong and virile they were to the women of the village. Often mothers thought their sons weren't doing it well enough, so entire families eventually started participating in the ritual. Or four, it celebrates a famous victory uh, won on New Year's Day, when an undefended fort frightened off an entire horde of barbarians thanks to a team of loyal washerwomen <laughs> banging copper pots to make it sound like a massive army was inside the walls getting ready to make war. Uh, I'm going with the fending off the monster evil spirits. Yeah. We got yeah, two monster. for monsters, three for monsters. Yeah, I'll go with that one too. And once again, confirming the genius that is the podcast of the Big, Ga- <laughs> Big Fat Gay Podcast, Monsters. That nice. is the correct answer. Yeah, the other one sounded like, did you make the other ones up? Yeah. Yeah, they I make they, all of these. They up. very much had the Don flavor to them. I can usually tell. Although now I want to taste Full Metal Jacket chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want our Full Metal Jacket chicken recipe, where Trevor. can I find that, Trevor? Well, we're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod, 
We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Leave us five stars there. Five stars everywhere. New Year, five stars. Five stars on Spotify. Spotify. Spotify, New. five stars. Go do it now, yeah. please. Even if you listen on Apple. See the articles we talked about and the chairs at www.bigfatgaypod.com. Uh, well, <sighs> well, maybe um, you're listening as you're enjoying a lovely walk down the street uh, and you hear screaming. <laughs> and it's because a, a chaser has just been thrown out the window and is plummeting, <laughs> plummeting to the ground below. So, watch out! <laughs> <laughs>